This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome in. It is 6 a.m. here. Bryce Hulse in the other room. He's bushy-eyed and bright-tailed or something along those lines. Sure. Are you awake? Yeah, yeah. He got here, you got here early today. You're a little bit early, I saw, as yeah. you wandered in. Yeah. So Bryce is ready to roll. I'm here. I've been here a long time. <laughs> I've been up a long time. I'm ready to go, too. Hope you are on this Tuesday. We have, uh, you know, it's one of those days. Yes, Daytona was a kind of a big deal because they Ricky Bobbied it at the end mm. and crashed. Um, it looked more like a demolition derby in the last, the last what eight laps than it did anything yeah. else. But we have a winner, um, and we'll tell you all about it. Uh, there was, you know, with the All Star break in the NBA, nobody's playing for a couple of days. Um, you know, college basketball's off until tomorrow for the most part. The AP Top 25 did come out, and it's uh, it's not great news for the Big 12, but we'll get into that. Uh, we have some other things that are kind of, you know, it's not like there's a couple of big, really big stories, but there are a lot of little stories to get into today. We'll get into that top 25. And uh, as I said, Daytona, OSU softball, who stayed down in Florida and actually did get a game in yesterday after some rain. Um, I didn't talk yesterday about the Hall of Fame class at the University of Tulsa. I'm a Hall of Fame voter. And so I knew who had actually won because they send us that ahead of time. And then it had come out. And then because I'd already seen it once, I kind of forgot that I hadn't done it. So, hey, hey, uh, we'll tell you some of the people we uh, voted for and who we put in the University of Tulsa Hall of Fame. A lot of changes in Oklahoma, but it's all behind the scenes. But but what I think will – I don't know that it will surprise anybody. I think the thing about it, honestly, is some of these titles – because I see, yeah, he's he's yawning in the next room. I already knew. See, six oh two, you're I yawning. Try, I I tried to keep it pretty yeah, shut, you, you but you can't. can't get past. No, no, no. Because even when you try to hide a yawn, you can't. It just it looks too weird. Well, it's your face will kind of or something yep. along those lines. <laughs> That's exactly you know, what it did. and right, you, you can't you can't do that. You just go ahead and full out yawn. Don't worry, I've put more people to sleep than you in my career. It's not a big <laughs> deal. Uh, anyway, it's some of the titles of the that of people who are leaving and who are coming in. That sound like you're talking about IBM or Apple or whatever, mm. rather than a, a college athletics program. But it points to what that is becoming. Uh, what else do we have today? Uh, you know, uh, we had the Kelsey brothers actually talk about the shooting in Kansas City. Mm. I will play that for you. And then <laughs> Jason Kelsey was back at it chugging beers with headgear. <laughs> but this time it wasn't a luchador mask, which, by oh. the way, do you know the kid wants his luchador mask back? Oh, really? You don't know the story? Mm-mm. Yeah, well, it, you know, after the All-Star, I mean, after the Super Bowl and after he had the luchador mask and followed, you know, his brother Travis and Taylor Swift around and he looked like <laughs> the kid with the little leash on him that he followed, almost face plants in the shrubs at the end and all. Well, now he and Kylie, his wife, and I'm talking about Jason Kelsey, uh, Kylie and his wife um, have a house apparently up in Jersey on the Jersey Shore. And that's where they like to go. So there's, it's a big deal up there. President's Day is, and they went up to one of the bars that they hang in, and he was crushing beers in a polar bear hat, and Kylie was dancing on stage while handing out shots. <laughs> so talk about living their best life. And all the time when we thought Kylie was just home while this was going on, oh no 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 oh, yeah. no, there she was handing out the shots and putting the whipped cream on top of all of them while she was dancing on the bar. 
Like sometimes we assume that she'll just be rolling her eyes uh-huh. off to the side. It's like, no, she can get down with it too. And she probably is rolling her eyes some, <laughs> but she was in the action on uh, President's Day. So we'll uh, we'll get into that. We'll actually hear the story from the Kelsey brothers. But then we're also going to hear from the young kid who actually owns the luchador mask. And he tells a different story than, tra- than Jason, who said he just found it on the dance floor. So I'm going to let you hear from that kid uh, as we uh, move along. As a matter of fact, see, I've got his name over here. I've got like four pages of these notes here. That kid's name is... Oh, hell, I'll find it. Anyway, I don't, have you heard what Rick Pitino said about his basketball team? I've heard many quotes, but not the most recent one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll play it for you. <laughs> one, of the, one of the quotes I heard more recently, it had to bleep out. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, well, he's not happy. He's not pleased. Uh, something we didn't get into yesterday were the Major League Baseball uniforms, and uh, they're actually correcting this. If you don't know the story, I'll explain it to you, too. Uh, Athlons have already come out with their very early, probably far too early, but we're going to do it anyway, uh, 2024 SEC rankings of where teams fall. There we go. And it goes right along with the story Bill Haston wrote in the Tulsa World saying, as, as an Oklahoma fan, one of the first things you're going to have to do is have lowered expectations. Mm. Now, that sounds like he's telling you you won't win as much, but if you read the column, it's about more than that. And this is, I think, probably part of that. So we'll get into a little bit of that one right there for you here. Oh, the uh, Pac-12 or Pac-10 or whoever they are now, the Pac-2, because you're really <laughs> only two voting members, uh, have decided to part ways with Klyakov, which is not anybody's surprise. Mm. But they are uh, hiring a first. And we'll tell you about that. Uh, plus, there was a, a – we didn't get into Sarkeesian's contract yesterday. Holy crap. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. He has got to be sending the world's longest thank you letter to Nick Saban. Yeah. But I think every coach in America, the instant Saban stepped down, unless that coach was already hot-seated, every other coach sent a personal thank you to Nick Saban. And especially putting anybody, that fear into their bosses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially anybody who happened to be close to a contract end, someone who they knew might be on the radar. So if you're the top ten guys out there, you know you got to be thinking, thanking uh, Nick and his agent mm-hmm. and everybody else involved in this deal. Miss Terry, if she helped talk him into retiring, and Sarkeesian is one of those because Texas just. Went, I mean, you you've probably seen it by now, but they. Uh, they paid stupid money and stupid benefits to keep Sark. And, man, yeah, it sounds like a great deal right now. And you ended up, you know, you ended up in the winning the Big 12 and the whole thing. I mean, it all looked great for last year, but, <laughs> you know, Jimbo Fisher looked good for a year, too. Mm-hmm. And then it was, well, what were we thinking? So we'll find out whether or not that's where they're going to, you know, that's going to work out for the folks down in Texas. And, of course, if you live and work up here like we do, you're like, oh, I really hope it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they can afford it. They they don't don't much care. They're one of the richer programs in college athletics. It's just not a big deal for them. Uh, We still have a couple of things from yesterday. One was, and we saw this late last night, Ollie Gordon had told someone at the Doak Walker that once, you know, he had won the the Doak Walker especially, and late in the season his phone was exploding with people who were transfer offers. Well, you can't do that. But, hey, his phone was exploding with transfer offers. Uh, what a surprise, huh? And, and, yeah, and I, we can just talk about it, right? Yeah, well, we just... <laughs> Ollie's just honest about this. I also think he's, you know, he's probably, or a lot of, I'm sure there are a lot of college athletes who don't really know all the rules. They just know there's sure. NIL, NIL, and they'll get a little bit of money or mm-hmm. a lot of money, depending. 
And they're probably happy about that and eh, don't really worry so much about what that other stuff is. And they have mm. compliance officers at schools who likely talk to them. But he probably, I mean, like, I don't know if he knew or not, this is against the rules for somebody to text him. Yeah. He might not like, think anything of it. Even if he doesn't act on it, he might just yeah. be like, oh. No. Well, especially if he see. doesn't act on it. He might mm -hmm. feel like, oh, they're just, you know, they're just getting a hold of me. This is how life goes because that's yeah. what you hear about in life. You know, you hear, you see in the NFL or in any other profession, you see offers against offers. The same thing happens in coaching and all those things. So what's he, what does he see? Now, maybe he knows all those rules, but I didn't want to bet you not every not every athlete out there studies the NIL guidebook, not that oh, there yeah. is one. Yeah, especially if it's other players. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the loopholes that I think sometimes mm -hmm. kids don't understand is if another player, like that mm -hmm. still should be tampering, but... Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. so you don't know what the... You so know, many gray areas. Yeah, they're, well, and, and apparently he just didn't say anything to anybody, and then somebody asks, <laughs> and says, oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> you know, because Ollie's just going to tell him what, what happened to him, and you know, not a big deal. Now, I, I wonder since that time if he has been sequestered in a room over at Stillwater, and they said, okay, let's see those shows. Yeah. Show right? us the phone. Yep, yep, show me the phone, because they wanted to show you the money. And Ollie <laughs> said he just ignored all of them. He's, yeah. You know, no, no big deal. I'm staying where I'm staying, and he just ignored everything and, and hung around in Stillwater, which so once again says never a lot really of, thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? which once again says a lot about Ollie, and it says mm -hmm. a lot about where he wants to be, and and that's over in Stillwater. All right, so coming up today, well, we'll have this day in sports history with Bryce. That'll happen at six fifty. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. At seven seventeen, we'll have our gasser breaks. Uh, We'd give them a rest here right after football. But we're going to bring it back, especially as we close in on the conference tournament and tournaments. Pardon me, and all that. So we'll go, we're going to bring that back. At seven fifty, we'll continue talking some high school basketball. Brian Flam from Metro Christian will be with us, and I was able to get Josh Fields. You know, last year, Josh, the Oklahoma State head baseball coach, was kind enough to be with us about once a month. He's really good about that. And I had sent the email to OSU to Wade McWhorter down there, and Wade, um, they didn't respond initially. And I said, look, I know you're busy. I know where you're headed. You've got a series. Don't worry about it. But he responded and and, and said, hey, how about we just do it tomorrow? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So he'll be on at 845 this morning. So we'll actually make a little bit of adjustment to the end of the show so we have a little bit more time and we'll get a little bit of time with him. Also, we never got to the story about the baseball player who was uh, was setting some records and not in the way you might want to set some records. Uh, so we'll do that, too. So that's that's the, that's the today. That's today, if you will. That is uh, a Tuesday where it's going to be like 70 degrees outside. <clears throat> Really going to be pretty. You got a chance to get out and maybe, you know, stretch your legs a little bit. Got a little cold on the weekend. It was nice yesterday. It was still a little oh, yeah. bit windy. I mean, on my drives to and from Oklahoma City, uh, six down, 29 to go, by the way. Um, on those drives to and from, you, man, you get the wind out there on the Turner. And <laughs> occasionally you'll be driving along. You got to focus, man. You got to focus. I saw it move a, a big wheel or big rig yesterday probably six, seven inches or more as the guy just went suddenly, just kind of jumped sideways Gosh. and then got control of it and got back. You got to watch what you're gotta, doing. Got to have that forearm strength. <laughs> you do. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, people may think driving, I mean, I, I like to drive, but by the time, if you're really focused and when I'm on a turnpike like that, I'm really focused. Okay. You have to be. You got to be watching the cars around you. You have to be studying how they move. Who is the knucklehead who's going to try to cut people off, mm -hmm. who are going too slow, who constantly is changing lanes. Try to watch all that stuff, so I'm paying attention. By the time you get there, and I and she goes back for her treatment, and I I walk, I just walk, then I'm running it all through in my head. Then you get home, so you've you've done it twice, and you're just I mean you're worn out, 
And you don't, you, you think to yourself, well, I'll done sit in the car and drive, but you're worn out. There's focus there. There's a little stress from what's happening with the treatments and today's doctor's meetings and all that. So, <clears throat> but it's, trust me, you do that for a while, it's busy. And I just hope, I just hope this, this wind that we've been experiencing will at least die down a little bit. Let's, mm-hmm. let's have a nice 70 degree day, not a 70 degree day as the wind blows from Kansas to Texas in about nine seconds, <laughs> which is what it seems like we've been around. All right, 612 here on the Blitz 1170. And of course, we're always taking your input on the on the text line. It is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Yes, that is a number I can say in my sleep. 918-262-5072. We are in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. He's Bryce. I'm Rick. This is a Tuesday, and you're listening to The Blitz. The Blitz text line is always open. 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on The Blitz 1170. And streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. In softball last night, Carly Godwin hit a three-run homer and Lexi Kilfoyle threw a complete game shutout to help the sixth-ranked OSU Cowgirls beat the 16th-ranked Florida Gators 3 to nothing. The Cowgirls will be at Stetson for a series on Wednesday. And last night, it was a big Monday in the Big 12 as second-ranked Houston beat sixth-ranked Iowa State 73-65. to The Cyclones out-rebounded Houston but compiled 15 turnovers. Jamal Shedd led the Cougars with 26 points. And tonight in Big 12 basketball, it's UCF at West Virginia at 6. Then at 8, it's TCU at 23rd-ranked Texas Tech and 11th-ranked Baylor at 25th-ranked BYU. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We do, we do, we do. And we like hearing from you by text as well, 918-262-5072. Matter of fact, I see on the text board here, and I don't know, Bryce, maybe uh, maybe you can help me with this one. I see a text that came into the afternoon, guys, the, uh, the, the show with Pop and Colby, and it just says, stop with the eye shots banter. I'm about to pass out. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I I was listening to that because I was uh, yeah I was out uh-huh. around five o'clock whenever John uh, Holcomb came on to talk a little bit of OSU and uh, they were John was talking about some eye trouble that he's been having since yeah. December mm-hmm. and so it led into just all these puns about eye issues and parts of your eye that just did not stop throughout the whole segment. <laughs> Okay. Just all, well, like all the puns. Because you know how punny John can be sometimes. John? It, no. Yeah, and it just <laughs> it just re- re- bled right into pop. And yeah, I think even Scott got in there a little bit. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. And sure enough, it ended that way too. Ended the seg- started the segment, ended the segment with all these little eye puns. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess one of our texters got frustrated and said, <laughs> enough is enough. Oh, I just can't see you doing it that long. <laughs> Ba-doom-boom. Oh gosh! Uh, there it's you a, go. There you go. He caught up. It, Nicely yeah. done. It takes me a while. Nicely people. done. <laughs> well, come on, I got to throw my two cents in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. At six eighteen, he's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. I promise we won't do that today. Yeah, uh, we will not. Um, although it does remind me of a story. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's a, Shocker. Someone will say. Well, actually, I, someone told me this. Right. Okay. So uh, our favorite place to go, my family's favorite place, is Catalina Island. It's just off the coast of Long Beach in in L.A., if you will, over in that area. Uh, and it's you know it's own it's part of California, 
but you might as well be in kind of a Mediterranean island. It's a little city. It's 3,000 people. And the weekends, it's 15,000 mm. because of people who visit. Goodness. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's it's a, just a beautiful, picturesque place. Um, you walk everywhere. There, there are cars, but there's a 12-year waiting list to get one, and you have to be a resident to have one. You can only have one vehicle per per residence, no matter how many people are in there. Uh, and even if you're a person who owns a business, you can still only have one. So there are some cars, but there aren't many. Uh, most people get around in golf carts, uh, which are actually uh, legal, and actually have the tags and everything, just like any other regular car, and have the same rules. You have to wear seat belts and the whole number. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> there aren't traffic lights or anything, as you can imagine. It's only about the, the city's about a square mile. It goes up into the mountains there. Uh, and it's, it's where the Chicago Cubs had spring training during right before and during World War II uh, because Mr. Mm. Wrigley owned the island and actually deeded it to a conservancy. Anyway, long story. It's a very simple place, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so there's only the only thing you can do there is play in the water, which is cold. It's The water's 70 when it's warm. Mm. Play in the water. You can hike, you know, if you like. You can go on their tours. Otherwise, you can sleep, eat, and shop, and drink, I guess. Mm. I mean, it's a great place. It's only about the only place in the world I can get to and completely relax. Everything yeah. else just goes around the whole right? time. And we were taking a tour there one time. They have all these really cool tours. They have buffalo up in the interior. You can go up in there, and they can do the undersea tours and all that. But as a diver, I don't need that. But we were on this on the it's kind of called the city evening tour and you got these great shots because they take you up in the hills and you can see down into the city and down in the, into the harbor and the guy driving was just this real laid-back dude right and somebody said well how'd you end up here because most of them it's only you know not many, not that many people are born there yes it's been around for a long time but it's a very small place and people it can be transient i mean you know, if you if you're born there, you probably don't end up working there. There aren't that many jobs. What there is is in tourism for the most part, and you could work for I suppose the city or something like that. But so a lot of people move off the island. And he said, "No, no, I'm not from here." He said, "I was just on vacation here, and I spent you know came over for a couple of days." And you know, he really was in Southern California. He went over for a couple of days on the island, and then stayed it up a couple of more days. And then he said, "Then I started having trouble with my eyes." Mm. And and so you're, you're kind of figuring, where does this go, right? And he said, so I, I stayed a little while longer. And then he said, then I called my boss uh, back home and said, look, I'm sorry, I can't come back. I'm having trouble with my eyes. And the boss said, well, what is it? And he said, well, I've been here long enough now. I just can't see coming back. <laughs> and and, that's and right. the boss laughed right. and laughed, no, right? No, the boss didn't laugh. <laughs> and he, what, and the guy awesome. just said, so I quit and I'm staying yeah. here. So he did. Golly. And that's why as soon as you said the eye jokes, because we all sat there for a second and went, because you're, you're, you're buying the story, right? Yeah. And then you like, uh, and then the groan, you know, comes from everybody. Uh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see how you can get carried away with that kind of thing. Yeah, that's one way to quit. It is one way to quit. Yeah. I've, boy, I've, I've thought of other creative ways during my career. <laughs> <I'll tell you>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, I do know one guy who quit in a... I'm not, I'm not going to say that. All right, 621 on the Blitz 1170. Uh, we never got into yesterday, and since we're going to do some Josh Fields OSU baseball today, never got into a player out in Sacramento State who was setting all kinds of records. Yeah, there was a Sacramento State outfielder over the weekend in their series against LMU. His name is Matt Massiangelo. Massiangelo, I think that's close enough. Sorry. Uh, in the series, he got hit by a pitch seven times overall that was three times in game one and there are four to nothing defeat and four more times in a 12 to 10 defeat for game two so here's some context around that Mm -hmm. only one al and nl player in major league baseball has ever been hit as many as five times in a doubleheader and this poor guy got hit seven 
You know what's the funniest part about all of this, Rick? What? There is, he, he had a pinch, there was a pinch hit for his final at-bat. Mm-hmm. Brett Ort, he came in to pinch hit for him for what would have been Matt's final bat. Ort was hit by a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, the kid was hit by seven of nine pitches. That's just I mean, incredible. And, and you start saying to yourself, well, is he trying to be thrown at? Or are they trying to throw at him? Nobody ever got ejected in any of those games. No pitchers yeah. got ejected. That's what really surprised me. Right. So it's as though, okay, it was just an accident the whole time, which you kind of have to think to yourself, that doesn't sound like it's accidental. I'd love, I'd love to see any sort of personal issues maybe is is there a is there a player on LMU who used to have a girlfriend that now dates <laughs> a player on Sacramento State with the initials MM you know but if you remember moneyball he got on base oh remember yeah. you don't buy players you buy runs <laughs> yeah yeah right Good job Jonah Hill. so he that's right he, he got on base but he was brilliant in that movie by the way oh yeah i love that movie my family can't stand it and normally they'll they're kind of in on most sports movies, right? But they they don't like that one. I I kind of I don't know. There's something odd about the movie, I suppose. But I kind of get the whole backstory and where they're going and how they you know, how they did this. And I think the story's fascinating, anyway, based on what it is. But I just thought Jonah Hill was just he was that was maybe one of his best roles. Oh yeah, he was really really good. He looks so unsure. <laughs> You know, and Brad Pitt looks so sure, you know, and you see the dealings, you know, in the back office and stuff. And I don't know how any realistic any of that is, but it's still just fun, you know. So I, I enjoyed that. Anytime it's on, I'll watch it. That's a very young Chris Pratt, you know, playing yeah. in that, playing the first baseman in there, you know. And hey, what's your biggest fear? Ball being hit in my general direction. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Since you're playing first. Like playing the show. Yeah, I thought that was fun too. Anyway, I thought, it was a, I thought that was a really good time. All right. So I wanted to mention this because we were talking a little baseball. So the Major League Baseball's uniforms became a real thing. And the reason they became a real thing was the Major Leagues, if you haven't seen this story, decided they'd farm out production of their actual game jerseys to Fanatics. And if you know who Fanatics is, that is a site, and you can buy stuff, you know, and buy jerseys and licensed apparel on there. I have bought a thing or two on Fanatics before. And I will say, when you get it, you realize the instant you get it, it's not very high quality. Mm. Uh, and it's still somewhat expensive, but it's cheaper maybe than some of the other sites, the official sites. Because if you walk into a school bookstore to buy NCAA gear, it's the instant you walk through that door, it's expensive. Yeah, uh, I don't care. Wh- I don't care whose store you're in. It's expensive. Bottom to top, to top, it's expensive. So fanatics, you can get sometimes a little less, you know, expensive stuff. Then you'll get it and realize, yeah, that's not the highest quality. Mm-hmm. Well, have you seen the pictures side by side of what Fanatics was producing as opposed to what the major leagues are used to wearing? Is it, is it pretty strong discrepancy? <laughs> oh, it was awful. It was it was it looked all for all the world like you went to a Walmart or a Target or wherever and you bought, you know, that low end knockoff stuff hanging there uh-huh. and you just bought a bunch of them and you took them and you gave them to say the Yankees and said, Here, these are your uniforms. <laughs> and the major leaguers, when upon seeing them, Players and front office raised uh, HE double two picks, <laughs> and they are already now remeasuring all the players for jerseys that will be made by nobody knows who. And, you know, the, none of the fanatic stuff is made in this country, which you know I know that a lot of that's not made in this country anyway. But right. you know, if you're gonna, wouldn't you think if you're gonna farm it out, the first thing you would say is send us your test jersey. 
So have them make someone's jersey, whoever's, mm-hmm. and then send it to us. And, and maybe even send us a test jersey from each team. And we want to see what these look like. But apparently nobody did that. And then when they got the first ones and realized it looked like something you'd put on a Little League team running out with, you know, like a Gambino's Pizza logo on the back, they realized what they were about to do. Yeah, how many small sponsorships were attached to these jerseys? (laughs) And and anytime you think, you sit around and think to yourself, well, you know, these people in charge of the NFL and Major League Baseball, yeah, they've got it going on. Those are smart people. Not always. (laughs) Somebody somewhere thought, hey, you know what, how much I can save here and I'll be a hero. Oh, gosh. Right? That's what it comes down to. And didn't do their homework to look at this and almost got really embarrassed. Because had players taken the field in those, oh, it's they were awful. Mm. If you haven't seen them, you can look it up and see the side-by-side pictures. I'm not surprised that somebody somewhere, you know, thought that was going to be a great idea. (laughs) I like to be in the meeting when the stuff came in. (laughs) You just, down the hall. (laughs) <laughs> whatever somebody's name is, hey, <laughs> get in here. And then you take a look at the uh, Mike Trout next to the other Mike Trout jersey, and it looks for all the world <laughs> like your thing's not like the other. Yeah, have, have you seen it? Are you looking at it? I'm, I, I, yeah, here's a side-by-side. Um, it's horrid, isn't it? Yeah, uh, this is a last year versus this year's replica offerings. Okay, this is a replica. So both of those are replicas. Gosh, these practically look just like shirts. Uh-huh. They do. They look the one, like they look like one printed the T-shirts. They do. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly what they look like, and they wanted to put <laughs> they, those on major leaguers. Quote: They look cheap. Another player said, "Yep, that <laughs> that pretty much says it." I don't think "cheap's" a good enough word. You could put stuff. <laughs> you could put stuff before and behind that. Yeah. Really, beeping cheap. <clears throat> oh, goodness. And again, somebody somebody made that decision. Yeah, it's frightening, isn't it? It is. Goodness. It makes me wonder. It always makes me wonder. Uh, it's uh, A628 here on the Blitz 1170. All right. I mentioned I have – I got a couple of pieces of audio that are fun. Uh, did you hear Ollie Gordon at the uh, – what he said before the wrestling match, before Bedlam? Uh, yeah, the, uh, his his quote yeah, that he yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, football. I've got that for you. Okay. We'll do that. Got a little bit of John Smith, the OSU wrestling coach. You know, they've won now. What was it? Nineteen in a row, I think, against uh, in Bedlam. Yeah, uh, something in that in that range. As they just smashed Oklahoma thirty-four to nine the other day. And <laughs> this is so John Smith. He was in a news conference, and they and they asked him something about the Sooners, and he said. He said, you got to give him credit for winning three. <laughs> and then you can see the wheels turning, and he kind of was – he kept explaining. But he, he was just being honest. You know, it's not a very good wrestling yeah. program up there. Oh, and by yeah. the way, OSU, who's just killing it, for, you know, they're unbeaten in duels. They got Iowa coming in. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet from Kevin Clintworth, uh, the, who's down there in the, uh, in the sports media department down there, who said, look, they, they had over, over 9,000 for Bedlam to begin with. Uh, just at GIA this last weekend, and it said with Iowa coming in, I think they were down under 2,000 tickets left. That sounds about right. Yeah, and they were and saying, if you know, if you're thinking, hey, it's not a big deal, I'll just grab them, you might want to rethink that and get after it to yeah. get the tickets. And Iowa, Oklahoma State, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I'm telling you, in 2019, when it was second-ranked Iowa against third-ranked OSU, that was, you know, they opened that third level, and it was mm-hmm. basically sold out. When Nick Piccinini pinned the Iowa guy like in the very first match mm-hmm. that is probably the loudest that I've ever heard that arena like that like and all the times that I've been there for wrestling or basketball that might be the loudest 
that I've ever heard it. So to see OSU and Iowa back at it again, hopefully mm-hmm. another sold out GIA. It's it's something you can't miss. Oh, it'll be sold out. I don't think yeah. there's any question. It'll be sold out, and you can, and you got to love it. I, we have such a history of great college wrestling here, both at Oklahoma State and at Oklahoma. Absolutely, it's, it's been a while for the Sooners. I understand that, and John Smith's been able to keep that going at Oklahoma State. But it's been such a great history of that that people here appreciate it more than they do in many other places. I'm sure they do in Iowa because of their history there, and probably uh, by Penn State because they have oh, yeah. a great history. It's, it's grown so much in the Big Ten. It has. It, yeah, and you know the, the Penn States have been really good up there, and there have been others. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota at one time was really good, and there's some yeah. co- some teams out west that had been pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a little more scattered than it is where you can get that football success suddenly that we've seen at places where that basketball like Florida Atlantic. It's harder in wrestling to be that you know snap mm-hmm. guy. It's got to be a slow-built program, and they've done such a good job, John has, of maintaining that at Oklahoma State. As a matter of fact, you know, we – we were scheduled to have him <clears throat> last year right before you switched. And okay. Scott forgot, and John called, and Scott picked up the phone and didn't know it was John, and John asked for me, and he said, well, he's on the air right now. <laughs> and John just hung up. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, it wasn't Scott's fault. It was, my, it was my fault. I should have said, hey, hey, this is going to happen. But at any rate... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I just love that, though. It's like, I'm scheduled to be this interview. Oh, he's on the air. All right. No, he's, he didn't say that. He just asked for me. But that's what I'm said, saying. Like, in your head, though, you're thinking, like, yes, yeah, I'm supposed to do yes. this interview, and then it's just, right. oh, he's on the air. Oh, all right. Later. hangs up and goes on to do his thing. Anyway, <clears throat> I've got some audio here I want to play for you. Uh, if this has to do with, and I'll play the John Smith audio later on. This has to do with Jason Kelsey and the Luchador mask. So uh, we know the kid who whose luchador mask it really is, and he tells the story. Plus, I'll get you a little bit of Jason and his wife having their fun times yesterday as well coming up. We also have this day in sports history at 650 coming up with Bryce. It's 632. We have our text line for you, 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Hit that uh, for what you're thinking today. A little bit of basketball thought, a little bit of anything else, you know, where football is getting further and further away. Uh, you, you can still get into that. I've got, as I said, some of the early uh, thoughts on standings in the SEC from Athlons. And I am interested in what Bill Haston wrote, which is lowered expectations for Oklahoma fans. you got to read the article to understand what he's talking about. But I'd like to get into that, too, and have your, ex- and have your re- response to what you think. And especially, you know, not just them, but Oklahoma State, too. When things change next year. How do things change at Oklahoma State minus the guys down in Norman? You know, you can say all day it doesn't change your mindset. It's got to really, I would think. Let's see what you think. Yeah, let's just see. At 918-262-5072 here on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The 23rd-ranked Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team will be on the road at Cincinnati tonight as they try and sustain first place in the Big 12. Tip-off for that one is at 5 o'clock. And William Byron snapped the Hendrick Motorsports nine-race Daytona 500 losing streak with a huge win on Monday after the race had a rain delay on Sunday. The last Hendrick's driver to win the Daytona was Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 2014. And tonight in Big 12 basketball, it's UCF at West Virginia at 6. Then at 8, it's TCU at 23rd-ranked Texas Tech and 11th-ranked Baylor at 25th-ranked BYU. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170 and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. 
blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. It is our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line, and I am the guy who likes to read those. The other room does too. That, of course, is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We want you to be with us here every step of the way. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio and reminding you that when the Oilers are home on a Sunday, you can skate on the ice with the Oilers. It's very simple. All you have to do is either rent skates or take your own. They will have some right there for you. And you can hop out on the ice after any Sunday home game. We call it Sunday Fun Day from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. Well, I mentioned the kid who actually owned the Luchador mask. His name is Elijah Smith, and he's an eighth grader from Dallas. And apparently Elijah and his his family are really big Chiefs fans, and they've gone to the last two Super Bowls. So when we talk about not being able to get tickets, well, you can you got to plan early. you got to be a fan who wants to go in and invest and maybe, you know, the good thing is, too, if you're a fan of the Chiefs and you think, all right, they're going to make it and you buy those tickets and they don't, you can sell them. I mean, you'll, yeah. have, you'll be able to aftermarket the tickets. That won't probably be a problem, Vegas especially. But they didn't. They kept them. So it was actually Elijah's mask. And he actually, and I don't know, I don't know the club that we initially saw the luchador mask in. But you saw all these people dancing, and you saw him, you know, you saw Jason Kelsey in the mask and walking around slamming beers. So my thought is, how did a guy as young as Elijah get in there? Now, I know that I know that casinos have become more, quote-unquote, family-friendly. Mm-hmm. But I also know that there are rules about some places kids can't be. So yeah. was it so wild in Vegas <laughs> that nobody's paying attention that there's this, like, eighth grader <laughs> running around on the dance floor in the bar? It, it, it just carried its way around <laughs> from people walking by and accidentally kicking it over this way. And it, no. And it, it had one of those journeys, like the Chef Boyardee's came uh-huh. in those commercials. That's not how it went at all. Man. He had, run, he had bumped into Jason Kelsey, and he showed him his luchador <laughs> mask. Well, there we go. Right. I mean, he had the mask. It was uh, Now, the other story... The hell is the kid doing with the luchador mask at this Super Bowl after party? But his family apparently knew where everyone was going or lucked into where the Kelseys were going to be and others. Now, I don't know the rules. I haven't been in Vegas in a long time. And the last two times were to do basketball tournaments. And the only time I walked into a casino was going to the hotel or in it to leave. Or at MGM, a couple of, when we were out there with Frank Haith's team, that was the last time with Haith's team, the, the games were in the MGM. So you just go down the elevator and just walk over to the, you know, their one of their buildings. Yeah, actually, the whole thing is just walking inside and you go through. You had to walk through part of the casino. I had to walk through, you know, some of their like gallery shops. You know, because you know how those things are. They're built for you to wander around in for days and never find your way out. Yeah. Right? They want to keep you inside. Mm. And then you'd make your way to, they've got all these extra halls and things like that where they can do conventions, and they had an arena. And so you, you really I didn't have to leave the place. The time before with Wojcik's team, we stayed at the Four Seasons because Doug liked to stay in nice places. And then the the uh, with the... Actual venue was this smaller place, but it was off there, so you had to actually take a bus ride to get there. But you didn't have to go outside of MGM. So, but, but but all that to say, I didn't eat in the casino, I didn't play in the casino, didn't do any of that. So I don't I don't even know what the rules are. But somehow the kid got in the dance floor and everybody else. So he's got the luchador mask and he he shows it to Kelsey, who takes it and puts it on. Now he said he found it on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. But you're wondering at that point how many beers he'd already knocked out <laughs> and whether he even remembered. Well, the kid's yeah. family, you know, went on camera and not mad, but went on camera and said, "Hey, 
I want my mask back. <laughs> Literally, he said, I'd like to have it back. Well, Jason Kelsey finally FaceTimed the kid hmm. and promised to reunite him with his mask. There we go. So, yeah, and he just said he was going to return what he called the borrowed mask. <laughs> yeah, and he secretly said, all right, we're not going to tell anyone that I stole this from you. All right, this is going to be a good, fun little PR story that we got going on here. Well, it, you know, to give Jason Kelsey credit, I mean, he seems like a really good dude, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to steal the kid's mask or anything, and probably when he realized exactly what in the world was going on, you know, one of those deals, too, where Kylie might said, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have kids, you understand. Uh, yeah, the kid said, look, I gave him my mask, he dropped it, and then he picked it back up from the ground. I got a picture of him, just kind of hung around with him next five or ten minutes. And he said, then suddenly I couldn't find him anymore. He was gone, and there he was <laughs> up there, you know, like a DJ slamming the beers with the Wichita <laughs> mask. And Elisha, the reason he wants it back is he says it's good luck for his team. Mm-hmm. So however this became a good luck yeah, thing yeah. for his team. So uh, anyway, uh, he um, he's going to get it back, and they offered to make sure that they got it back. Now, Jason in, yesterday and his wife made a little news. So they live in Philadelphia, but they like to go on vacation up near the Jersey Shore. Yes, where the you know TV show apparently mm-hmm. was made, right? Nice. Uh, so they got a house in Sea Isle City, and apparently up there, President's Day is a big deal. And they have a friend who owns a place called Mike's Seafood. And they want to help. So they go out and they surprise some people by helping out in a fundraiser there. It was a seafood run and a walk for autism. That's something close to my heart because one of my granddaughters has autism. Uh, and so he, she, he didn't tell anybody. He just showed up. Jason did and ran the 5K. How about that? Yep. And then replaced all those calories (laughs) 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 with some liquid carbohydrates. So he goes and he starts crushing beers again, but this time he's in a polar bear hat. Mm. And one of the kinds with the danglies, you know, it comes down the side like you'd fit on, right? So he's, he's wearing the polar bear hat and he's killing the beers. And then someone realizes not only he is involved, however, so is his wife, Kylie. And she's now dancing on the bar while handing out shots that she is topping with whipped cream. <laughs> are, are we sure he's not retired yet? <laughs> oh, he's That's... got, come on. You know, he, he, he said watching Travis in the Super Bowl made it hard. Mm-hmm. And again, he retracted that he had retired, even though after he made the emotional postgame speech in the Eagles locker room, all his teammates came out and said, Hey, I think Jason just retired, but mm-hmm. he never said that. Right. So then he says the next day, I haven't really done that yet, and he still hasn't made the announcement. But every time you see one of these, you got to know you're a little further away. Now, he did show up and run the 5K, hmm. but you got to think you're a little further away, and he's also kind of living his best life. Both of them are. Might be hard mm-hmm. to come back from this, you know? Mm-hmm. We didn't hear stories like this after their Super Bowl loss last year, right? So. No, and, and maybe you're a little less you know, enthusiastic after mm-hmm. a Super Bowl loss. I don't know, but... I would put money. I mean, if I'm six, if I'm betting right now, I need to ask Des Bryant first because he's the guy who knows apparently how to do oh, that. Gosh. Uh, if I'm betting right now, I'd say seventy thirty. He's going to retire. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you never know. A guy, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, an athlete's an athlete, and the guy's still ridiculously athletic. We watched him, you know, at Buffalo, just jump what in that four foot wall without any problems up mm-hmm. to it, and the dude weighs nearly you know right at three hundred pounds. So he's athletic as can be. So if, if he wants to slam a few beers and then, you know, in a month go, well, yeah, I need to train. Time for the spring. Yeah, he'll be <laughs> fine. I'm sure he'll come back if he, he would be able to do that physically. I just don't know at this point if when you're living this kind of life, you want to come back. Yeah. 
I mean, you're kind of a cult hero now. Your podcast is doing great. You make money from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my he's my a, wife is a family man. <laughs> yeah, my wife even came home yesterday and she goes, you know, I I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts, but I heard you talking about Jason's, you know, Jason and Travis's podcast. She said, I listen. It's just fantastic. <laughs> it is. It really is. Mm-hmm. And the two of them yesterday, I'm going to play it for you here in a minute. The two of them yesterday um, came on and actually talked about the shooting. Mm. And it's the first time they'd said much about it. And it begins with them telling you that they're going to have a recorded episode, which is, you know, cool. But then they actually kind of both gave their thoughts on the shooting. And I'll play that for you here in just one second before we move on. But I just thought the whole thing, seeing Kylie get involved and seeing Jason continuing his thing just makes you think like even more so that that's probably pretty close uh, to not being a thing anymore for them. All right. So here are the two brothers yesterday on their podcast, and they did discuss the shooting in Kansas City and uh, just kind of their thoughts. Here we go. Attention, 92 percenters. We um, we have a pre-recorded episode for you guys coming up on Wednesday. But um, after the tragic events of the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, um, it didn't feel right without you guys hearing from us first. We just wanted to say, you know, our hearts go out to all of the victims, their families, Chiefs Kingdom, and really all of Kansas City uh, that was really there on a day to try and celebrate the community. And um, it's unfortunate and and deeply tragic, the events that occurred. Um, so, you know, we also want to thank the local law enforcement that sprang into action, the first responders on scene. Um, and anybody that's uh, uh, been willing to help uh, those affected by this tragedy. We'll share a link to donate to the Chief's Emergency Response Fund in our bio. Your donation goes to supporting victims and their families, um, violence prevention, and uh, mental health services, and the first responders. One of the things that's evident is how much Kansas City is coming together and rallying around the people that have been affected by this. And, uh, you know, one of the beautiful things that we have in doing this podcast is a wonderful community out there. Uh, the 92 percenters, everybody that watches this show, we're still figuring out a way for us to be involved. And yeah. obviously you can donate to these links right now, uh, but we plan on doing something in the future. We're trying to get that situated right now, have some ideas, but uh, just make sure you, you're, you're following and we'll be telling you guys in ways that we're going to try and get involved. 92% as we appreciate you. Kansas City and Chiefs Kingdom, we love you guys. We're with you guys, um, and we'll see you guys soon. And remember, of course, now that's that's what they said yesterday, and then they had a recorded podcast. But if you remember, you know, Travis has already given 100000 which matched what his girl, Taylor Swift, gave. And so that uh, that fund continues to grow, and they continue to – and as, as they said, they're going to they're gonna do something else fundraiser-wise, so look out. Because when the two of them get together, I mean, all bets are off as to oh, what yeah. you might be able to raise in and around Kansas City. I think right now – I think most fans around the league love Jason as much or more than Travis because they don't have to play. When you play the Eagles and Jason Kelsey, he has a great impact on the game, especially during the brotherly shove or whatever. But you don't think of him as you do Travis, who scores touchdowns, so he's hated more around the league. Jason's just kind of this big guy as everybody loves, yeah. and, you know, in a luchador mask, a beard, and a beer. <laughs> it's funny. It's like they're so entertaining in their own ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but one of them beats you publicly, you know, beats you out front, and the other beats you kind of behind the scenes. And so for mm-hmm. whatever reason, he's a little bit more accepted, it seems. So, you know, he's a dude around the league I think everybody loves. So, I mean, him, I can see him getting money from just about everybody. 650 
you on the Blitz 1170. I thought that was important to play for you. He is Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. When we come back, we'll take a look backwards in the world of sports and then get ourselves some not sports right here on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Last night in softball, Carly Godwin hit a three-run homer and Lexi Kilfoyle threw a complete game shutout to help the sixth-ranked OSU Cowgirls beat the 16th-ranked Florida Gators 3-0. The Cowgirls will be at Stetson on Wednesday. The 23rd-ranked Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team will be on the road at Cincinnati tonight as they try and sustain first place in the Big 12. Tip-off for that one is at 5 o'clock. And tonight in Big 12 basketball, it's UCF at West Virginia at 6 o'clock. Then at 8 o'clock, it's a doubleheader with TCU at 23rd-ranked Texas Tech and 11th-ranked Baylor at 25th-ranked BYU. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Olson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.